Hey everybody, welcome to the Indie Film Review. I'm Jared, that's Dan. Hey Dan. Hi Dan. I mean, Jared. Uh, what? what the? <laughs> it's so funny, we do that a lot. I know. <laughs> it's like we get surprised by our own intro, like, oh shit, what the fuck am I supposed to say? It, I, you know what I think it is? I think it's endearing. I think people like it. I've, yeah. seen, the, I've seen the listener bumps. Because you know how you can tell during specific moments in the episode? Oh, I thought it was listeners... endearing because I want to be me and you want to be you. And we get ourselves uh, confused all the time. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we can you can you can always tell in specific points where people are listening more than others, and I feel yes, like that's, yes, that's of the real point. So that's how podcasts work, actually. All right, we'll stop doing nonsense now, and we'll actually uh, do the show. So this is an independent film reviewing show, and when I say that, I mean we will review anything basically anyone sends us. Yes, and I'm talking about. We will go from the lowest of the low budgets, we will watch that, to we'll even watch high budget. Like, if someone submits a high budget film to us, sometimes me and Dan will go and be like, this film looks interesting, we'll pick one out, just for us. Those are like our cheat days. <laughs> but we, we're primarily trying to stick with 100% independent films. I feel like if sometimes you go we screw and up you on film- that. If you go and you film a, a if you go backyard you film. film in your little pocket phone, we'll watch yeah. that. That's right. We've That's done right. that before, actually. That's right. And we'll try to grade it on a scale of the budget and, you, you know what I mean? Like, we're not going to critique something, say, if it has, like, uh, like a million-dollar budget yeah. versus a film that has, like, a $10 budget, right? We're going to crit- critique those differently because Plus the entire they had world, different resources at The hand. entire world is just gaga over just... Big Lady budget tentpole pictures. Yeah, I'm Gaga over Gaga for sure. Thank you. But I did not see her film Gucci or A Star Is Born. Gucci. I actually heard it was kind of fun. I like Gucci it's movie. Good like too, like but... it's it's dumb and outrageous, but in a fun way. Okay, Dan, uh, what film did we watch? And tell me what this is, week it is about. We finally got our hands on a yes. film called Lomad, and it is about. Um, these two people who are kind of estranged lovers, like they, they, they hooked up in college and then now they hooked up over social media. They're like, Oh, you're in town. I'm in town too, but let's, let's see if we can rekindle something, but we both have wives and husbands. So Mm -hmm. they are on this romantic tryst that they're not supposed to be on. And, um, they intercept a crooked cop. Hell yeah. And that's where I'll leave it. So just to clarify, I think the main actor in this film... Is the writer and director. He's the writer and director, and he's the one who sent the film to us, which nice. is super cool. That is He does cooler. a great job in this. Um, okay, number one, yeah. it's black and white. Love black and white film. Number two, yep. guys, yep. it is a one-shot, single-shot film. And I love mm-hmm. sing- like long takes, single-take music videos i love them and you know what's even better or how this is marketed it is the first black and white single shot film ever hell yeah that's the director's words i think i'm not gonna you can feel the pretension boner going on right now it's (laughs) so it's like just standing on honestly though well deserved you know what i mean uh absolutely yeah i i don't know if it's because there are one-shot films, but yes. maybe not one-shot black-and-white black films, and white which ones. is still cool. Because uh, I remember there was a zombie movie that I wanted to watch that was all done in one shot. 
Mm. And it was like these kids partying at a warehouse. It was a Japanese film, and that seemed kind of cool. So I'm a real sucker for stuff like this. We'll obviously get into the construction of this film and how he was able to pull it off. Because in a lot of movies, you'll watch, like, what's that, that, the 1948? What's that one war movie where... Oh, 1917. Uh, yeah, 1917. 1917 is super good. Uh, really great movie. And and a lot of it looks like it's in one shot, but they have very clever um, mm-hmm. transitions, right? And I mean, there's long sections of that film that are one shot. Honestly, film, I was I was looking for them. Like, I'm like, yeah, there, has it's hard. Be, there has to be some quick cuts. Because, like, I mean, this, people have yeah. been doing it since... Alfred Hitchcock did it with uh, Rope in, in the 40s. Like, yeah. this has been a technique that people have been trying to achieve for a long time and the issue was in film history the reels weren't long enough like you couldn't get a whole film onto a single reel mm-hmm. of film you had to edit them together but now with the technology like it used to be that um cameras digital cameras would overheat after 20 minutes i know mine does that <laughs> so i can't i can't That's do funny yeah i can't do a single shot film like a feature length film but i guess with new technology um uh, the cameras the are getting future. better yeah it's safe to say that this film successfully does oh, yes. an entire one shot, and I there are no cuts. I did not see a single cut anywhere in this film. I was it's a little suspicious insane. of the, the whenever we f- see the first title card because that felt like because it hung somewhere and it, it hung there just like for a millisecond. I'm like, was that a cut? But I'm willing to say it wasn't. So, okay, before we go to the questions, I feel like I forgot, but the writer, director and lead star in this is named Hemwant Taiwari. And we thank you so much for sending us this movie. I apologize if I'm not saying your name correctly, as always. Um, but okay, Dan, ask me a question. Let's do it. Jared. Oh, and the film's called mm. Lomad. Did we say that? <laughs> Lomad. I don't know. We don't, Dan, we're not good at this at all. We are we not. We just we're terrible go back to podcasting, podcasting anyway, school. film is called Lomad. It is English. It is the Fox. Yeah. So um, let's talk about it. Let's get into the questions. Jared, how did you like sure. the drama and how it unfolded throughout the film? Okay. Okay. I think this movie has a really good mix of highs and lows. Yes. To where the beginning, there's an, there's a little like action thing that happens. There's a, there's a big event. Then, then we get down into uh, the main character. Like, you, we get to the two main characters, and they're kind of, like, dealing with their car trouble, right? And the adulterer stuff that kind of gets into what's going on. Um, and that's, you know, that's it's. I wouldn't even say a lull. It's more of, like, we're getting to know the characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dialogue's really fun for me. I, I like dialogue then, that kind of circles back, yeah, you know what I mean? With then, references and... Even though we're like getting to know the characters, that ramped up pretty quickly. Like, yes, you, you, yeah, you came engaged with the characters in a steady pace. It was really good. Yeah, and and just before you're about to get tired of like hearing them, you know, go snipe each other back and forth, and 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 their relationships, we're boom, we're in. I think it's like 15 minutes in. It's like yeah. okay, we're gonna go fucking insane now. Oh yeah, <laughs> She's no, gonna good, fly it, off so the rails. 15 minutes in. <laughs> I looked at that too. It was like 15, 20 minutes in. And then you realized, oh my God, this, this is an hour and 40 minute film. Where are we going? Yeah. Where's it going to go from here? So, and then, so then we hit a huge ramp of just insanity, which this is all fun. I'm enjoying it. Then there's a, there's another lull again and not even a lull. It's just more of like the, there's no more action. Now we're getting heavily focused in like the dialogue and these characters. And then we have just like this great third act. Mm-hmm. And then that has a huge ramp up. And I'm like, wow. Because, like, 
I thought the first part was so, like, first, second parts were so good, and I'm like, I don't know what they're going to do in the third section, and then they pulled it off. Yeah. So, if you can't tell, I like this movie a lot. I, I liked it a lot, too. Like, <laughs> again, oh, one-take films are, well, one-take music videos are some of my favorites, but yeah, um, this was very impressive. Like, I think it was all shot with a Steadicam. I'm not sure what camera was used, but yeah. the clue that I have to a Steadicam is whenever... Um, we get some still shots where the camera's not moving, static shots. We get camera movement just comes to a complete halt and mm-hmm. it doesn't move like he's holding it in his hand. So I think it was attached to a steady cam. That's the only reason I'm yeah. thinking that. Um, Dan, my question to you is how did they do the sound in this and what did you think about the sound? Oh my God. So I believe I'm almost 85% sure this was done in a studio. Uh huh. Um, I think I correct me if I'm wrong, but like, I think it was re the, the dialogue was re spoken in a studio in to get the, um, you know, the master track of what the dialogue was. And that was yes. synced up very well to the actual film that could be wrong. I just, I, I think that the logistics of it, because you had to get the, you know, the tone of the, um, the area of the, of the woods that they're in. And mm-hmm. you, there's so much that could happen in that you don't really hear too much, you know, wind and things like that. So I don't. I think the sound of the time was excellent, honestly. Yes. It, yes. It surprised me uh, quite a bit. I if, I kept thinking about it. I'm like, how did they do this? Because it sounds so good, and like it's all outside. And I'm, I, if the dialogue is not captured in a studio post, mm-hmm. I want to know how they did it because it is phenomenal. Yeah, and the only thing I can think of is, like, the Steadicam has the boom mic attached to it. Right. Because you don't have, like, one of those, uh, you know, what are the, the, the boom sticks? I don't know what they're called. You know, like, where they extend out. There's no way, because it would have gotten to the shot eventually. It's just called I, a boom. I, is it a boom? No, it's a, a boom stick. A boom stick is I, a I, shotgun. <laughs> yeah, a boom stick is a shotgun in Doom or something. I don't know. <laughs> a booming device Dan I know a lot about film um, but go watch Lomad I don't know where you can watch it, it <laughs> I wish it was available to everyone him want do us all a favor do the world a favor and release your film release the Kraken release it onto the, the, the world of filming um, what are you doing release it yes. <laughs> everyone needs to see this film why are you doing this to us <laughs> You look at the cover of the film on IMDb, and it's just a picture of him once face with blood on it. But it looks yeah. like he's wearing like this weird crown of thorns. But that crown of thorns is just all the awards and nominations. Yes, yeah, that's right. That's so funny. So that's it's so it's funny. getting a lot of traction at festivals. But like I think yeah, this was it, it started the festival circuit back in 2019 because I was reading yeah. reviews from 2019. So I think you are in the clear to like, on, get man. your film out there for sure. Just. Uh, even if it's for free, like people need to see this. You could get buzz and then it could help you with future things. I don't know. You gotta, you gotta get it out there. You gotta do it. You gotta do it. I'm going to introduce the crooked cop with this, um, spoiler question. And, Uh um, we'll talk about the crooked cop later, but basically there's a crooked cop that comes in. The crooked cop, dude. And yeah, I know he he, he comes in and he starts making demands of these people because he, he suspects them of doing a crime, but uh-huh. we find out that this crooked cop like is a contract killer as well. Anyway, we'll talk about him soon. But there's this scene that I'm talking about specifically where it just freezes, like the whoever's operating the steady cam just stops, 
and mm-hmm. it becomes static and you're like the the cops about the, to rape a girl and you're like please don't tell me this is going to be another irreversible like i don't know mm-hmm. if i can handle another intense rape but it yeah. it just it arrests you in that one moment you're like no and you mm-hmm. are so involved and you want this character to get away and it like it resolves well like the rape doesn't happen but just that camera work of like I'm moving the camera very uh, like you know fluidly with the steady cam and then just I'm just gonna stop and you're gonna have to watch this I'm like please mm-hmm. don't movie please. yeah there was a similar stop when the main character who is named Abhay uh, uh, played by Hemwant he he is looking directly at the crooked cop and he it's the moment he realizes who he is oh yeah. There's a slight slow there. And I don't know if that was done where they just slowed down the frames. I think that's what happened. Or yeah. if it was camera work and the actors actually stood no, still. No, there were there were there were maybe two or three times where they slowed down the frame. It's still like, cool. It I was, love that. It was an interesting it's still one shot, it was, so I think it was an it interesting works. slow motion. I was reading some trivia about it. This is also uh, filmed completely in uh, 48 FPS. So that's um, that's twice the amount of frames per second while they were filming. Yeah. So that gives them more opportunity for those interesting bouts of slow motion. Oh, that's so cool. You're right. Oh, they just cut the frames in half. That's great. And okay. So anyways, um, was there a question there? I forget. Did you freak out and think that you were going to have to witness this intense rape scene? Um, did I think I was going to have to watch yet another rape scene? <laughs> I feel like we've watched three or four films in a row where it's like, all right, when's the rape scene going to happen? It's like, Jesus Christ, guys, can you... <laughs> can we not have suicidal rapists in every movie? That's all I'm asking for, huh? Can I have... Let's... What if it's like a teddy bear who comes to life and um, he just, he's curious about the world and he, he wants to bring love and magic to, and friendship to everyone. How about that? Dude. No, Dan, he doesn't have a penis. He doesn't have one. He can't rape. Oh, Jesus. That'll make sense if you've been listening to the show for a little bit. But anyways, okay, here's what I thought. Those moments were very effective. Yes. And I was I was afraid. That's what I'll say. Yeah, okay, Just good. Because I've been preconditioned. So, so it, was, it wasn't as effective as it was on me. Uh, like, yes, no. I was very afraid. I was like, please... Use okay. gun to so, kill cop, but uh, can I can we talk about this cop for a second? Yeah, so like, he's introduced. He's the first character we see. Is this cop? Oh, he's wonderful. And wonderful. I'm a little confused as to so the very first part of the film happened in the past, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So can you explain a little bit more uh, All right. about it to me? The entire film takes place. There's like a couple spots. There's the bridge. There's just behind the bridge, and then there's going down a path underneath the bridge and then it's like there's like a path down there and it's it's like a dry canal whenever the camera's not on something people are setting up for another scene yeah. in the background it's amazing the so like which is another some... reason why i think it's all done in post the sound because there's no yeah, way yeah that you won't because you would hear sound. that shit yeah. um and there's there's some special effects, but a lot of it's practical effects. And whenever there's the camera's not looking, it'll just just be out of reach. Like they'll apply the squib or they'll do a mm-hmm. thing, and it's like it's so well done. Um, but anyways, so we have this scene: the hitman who is he's on the phone and he's chatting. And did you notice he has a ponytail? Yeah, <laughs> he has like this little rat tail, like in the back. Of his, I don't know if it's like a cultural thing over there, but it, I was like, whoa, this guy's this guy's a party man, party in the back. So. Uh, he's smoking, he's talking on the phone, 
And he's like, yeah, 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 I'm going to do this hit. Don't worry, don't worry. I'll do it for free because I'm a real piece of shit. Uh, and then uh, he hangs up. And then this car pulls up. They have car trouble. And then he walks right over and sh- fucking shoots this guy in the head. And, and then he like he's like, driver, he's like, get the fuck out of here. And he like, tells the driver, he's like, oh, wait, hold on. And he shoots him. No, so- he's like, now you can leave. What happened there, this is what I got out of it, the driver was in on it. Driver's pretending Oh yeah, the driver have, was going to kill him, no, I think. The driver's pretending to have car trouble. And oh, then, I, I don't, I'm not super clear right. as to why the driver got shot, but he did. I think to make it look more like a hit, like, okay. Okay, I'm going to shoot sense. you a little bit, now, you're totally right. We learned that that is the main character's dad that mm-hmm. is killed. How is that, like, do we just randomly find that out whenever he says that? Or was there a clue in that scene that I missed? So, I think Abby, he talks about it. The the thing is, like, I don't know if that flashback was Abby's dad. Right. Because he said he was in the car, too, and that he also got hurt. So, we just randomly find out. Yeah, you're yeah. right. He did, he Abby did just starts hurt. talking about it because because Abby has like a burn mark on his yeah, face from okay. when he was a child. So I think that was just to show like the cop was a bad guy. Honestly, it should have been like there's a young boy in the car with this man. They both get hurt. Um, I don't know. I, I I couldn't tell you if that was supposed to be his dad or not, or if right. just like a victim of his. Well, I thought it was just a victim, and then whenever we learned that Abby was shot or Abby's dad was shot, you're like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. So we just, it was just. If I have one complaint about the movie, it's because I just was randomly thrown into that fact. It's like, mm. how how's that? How's there a yes. connection there? Um, I think that was the only, one of the only times I was kind of confused about right, right. how that connects. Yeah. And then I just, I played it off as, again, they're just trying to show how bad this cop is. So they and did that dude, scene. This cop is nutso. Yeah. And the reveal, because he gets on his motorcycle and the camera starts to pull out. You don't know he's a cop until you see the police. Mm-hmm logo on his motorcycle and you're like holy shit this fucking dude's a cop yeah, oh my god uh, then he drives off the camera turns around we're in the next scene yeah we have a man coming out of the woods who's the main character abby and he is just pissed and i love how they bring the pissing back later mm-hmm. you know because like in in like another scene way way later when he brings his wife there, he's like, oh, I'm going to, you know, oh, I had to piss here. It's, I just love, <laughs> I, it's like Stephen King shit where they, yeah. the writing is cyclical. You know how horny I am for that shit. Anyways, um, so we have Abhi who is cheating on his wife, uh, Nina, with Which, a very promiscuous girl named Rhea, who is also cheating on her husband. Yes, and it's worth it to say that this is a very relevant thing. Like, this is... This this cheating aspect is what makes the third act so good and so yeah. well-written, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I also enjoy how all of these characters are despicable. Yes. They all turn on each other. They're all lying. So Lomad means the fox, right? And what is yeah. the fox in mythology? They're He's tricksters. Trickster. They're liars. Yeah. They, they're deceitful. And everyone in this movie is that. I think maybe except for some victims that well, get also, caught along the way. Also, the um, the cop eventually, like, he's calling Abby a a fox at one yeah. point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To, like, yeah. he's like, oh, you're just a crafty dude. Like, you're, you're trying to get away with this, and you're trying to bribe down a cop and shit like that. So Because he tries to trick him a few times. Remember he tries to trick yeah. him with the phone? He's like, oh, I don't have my cell phone on me. I don't have it. 
then he makes the other girl call his number and the fucking phone's in his pocket. And the dude is like so pissed. He's like, I cannot believe you just tried to do that to me. Uh, you know what I like too is, um, so the cop was shaking them down, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, he ties up Abhi to the steering wheel and it's already been implied that the cop wants to, uh, have relations with Rhea, but then he starts to grab Abhi's ass and he's like, Ooh, you're really I know, right? He's like, maybe I'll rape you later. And I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? this This guy... We're just going to talk about what makes this cop yeah. terrible. Yeah, what's the spoilers? We're going to go into it. There's We're a do scene it. where um, they have an out. They have an out. Um, the girl gets free. Rhea gets free. And she honks the horn at this this van that's stopping by. And mm. this woman gets out. And the woman comes over. And she's like, what's going on? And the cop's trying to be like, everything's okay, ma'am. And then pregnant woman, by well, the way, I wanted, I wanted to say it like Rhea, her line of dialogue is, oh, shit, she's pregnant. So as mm-hmm. soon as Rhea says that with concern, you're like, oh, no, no. And immediately, you know, what's <laughs> going to happen? Like she's written mm-hmm. in the movie just to be a disposable character mm-hmm. and she's pregnant. Like mm-hmm. and she does. She gets shot in the face by this cop. Oh, my God. He does yeah. not give a yeah. shit. He doesn't care about anything at all besides his own ass and getting mm-hmm. paid. So, okay, just positives and negatives real quick. The camera work is spectacular. Yes. The way he frames the ca- like they must have rehearsed this entire thing so many fucking times mm-hmm. cuz how everything is like he'll he'll have shots that go through the car, like the van they're in and then when they both get into the front seat, when they're hiding from the cop, was, you know, when they I was really hoping and, that would happen too. And and the the cameraman gets into the car seamlessly and then just frames the shot. I'm like, oh my Especially god! Especially so because, good. all right, so it's written in that what what gets us out of the um, the sniping at each other and like you know bickering mm-hmm. like a, a new fresh couple. What gets us out of that is there's a wipeout. Like some dude literally just like rides his bike into a, a curve and dies. Yeah. Something mm-hmm. like that. So they put the dead body in the car. So there's yeah. a dead body in the car and the camera goes into the car. So it's like, you have to coordinate the body coming out mm-hmm. and then going back in because he's in later scenes. Well, okay. So they have a conversation earlier about the randomness of what can happen. And, yes. and like one event can change your life forever. And the man on the motorcycle, he does wipe out. He's not dead. He's just knocked out. They think he's dead. Uh, and then Abhi brings him back to life. Like he does CPR and he wakes up, but he's still really injured. They put him in the car. You forget about him for a long, long time until yeah. like almost the end of the second act. And then once they take care of the cop, they do all this stuff. He comes back and he's like, finally, we did it. Like, we, we, we can get out of this situation. And then a phone rings. And you're like, um, how is there a phone ringing? Because earlier, the cop, the destroyed, cop the destroyed both of their phones. So they're like, whose phone is this? It's the motorcyclist's phone that he just saved. And who is it on the phone? Oh, it's his own wife calling this man on the phone. And she... He, 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 what? He answers the phone and she's like, hey, don't forget to bring condoms. <laughs> so so the wife is having an affair with Hey, Abby. in case you weren't clear, I'm calling this man to have sex with him. <laughs> I loved it, dude. And then he fucking loses his shit, kills that guy, shoots him twice, 
And then he he even betrays Rhea, which I like too, because Rhea mm-hmm. is a, is a fox as well. Yes. There was a point where Abhi shoots the cop, saves Rhea, then he throws up and he kind of like falls down right against the pillar underneath the bridge, mm-hmm. and he ha- he's having that hallucination where his wife is there and, and his wife is like, oh, that was so good when the wife like reaches her hand to touch yes. his face and that transitions to the next scene and it's all in his head. Oh my god! It just means the actors are waiting just off screen yeah, to do but it. Like because it's it, it's it's so unique because it's that it's it's that one take aspect of it. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yeah. Like you have to have everybody off screen and like it, it had to be so coordinated. Like you said, it probably took them forever to pull this off yeah. because they had to rehearse it so many times. And the acting in this is so good. Like I didn't see anybody like stumble on their lines and anytime anyone said, th- said something that, that felt human, they would put it, they would just roll with it. Was it. Like very... that cop, like when somebody like stuttered or did a thing, he would make fun of them or he would, catch on to it or like he was everyone was on the game the whole it, time like you could feel it it was very in, influenced by mumblecore in that way yes like the dialogue was Holy very impromptu or like it felt impromptu it might have been written but it felt very organic mm. and it was yeah. very intimate in a lot of areas but whenever the cop comes like he is a we've talked about why he's despicable but he's like this just this disgusting dude that it, everything he <laughs> says is like <laughs> Vile, you, yeah. yeah, making you want to like leave, and you you can't yeah. believe that he made it to be a cop in the first place. <laughs> and he's such a commanding presence too, yes. which I really like. He's so intimidating by not even doing that much. I could talk about this film for hours on all the different aspects. Oh, so he's having this cool hallucination with his wife. He's just thrown up. He's killed the cop, and then Rhea runs up to him. Is like, hey, 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 snap out of it, snap out of it. We gotta go. We gotta go. He's like, I feel dizzy. I feel sick. Give me a minute. Instead of giving him one minute to just, like, gather himself, she's like, okay, I'm going to leave then. She's like, I'm going to get in the car and leave you here. So she runs away, leaves, and then realizes, oh, I can't drive. So then she comes (laughs) back to him. She's like, I don't know how to drive. Oh, yeah, I forgot. So, um... Can you, like, I actually still need you, so how are you doing? Are you doing okay? Maybe you could drive us. Like, you can just see the, and this isn't the first time she's done this. Because, like, they've had arguments, and then they'll come back, and it's like, anytime they need each other in the situation, they'll keep each other, like, both of them. Abby is not innocent in this. Like, they're both foxes. Yes. Um, And I love that so much about the back and forth. Now, the one thing... The one thing I say, I'll say that I kind of probably one of the scenes I I didn't like was when Abhi shoots Rhea, and it's not because that he did that; it's because of how it was sh- framed. Because a lot of the violence in this was either they cut away or the cameras; it's just off screen. Um, because when the, some of the shots are just digital effects that they yeah. added, they actually look pretty good. Um, but he shoots her so at such a close range, directly in the head. Her reaction was weird, and it's just, the special effects were kind of weird. And I would have liked it a lot better if he would have like grabbed her and wrestled her to maybe like move her away from where the, like maybe his back yeah was to the camera and you couldn't see her, and then just shoot her with a gun like like maybe more of a struggle. Um, it's just the framing on that was uh, no, not even the framing, the staging of that scene. I think could have been a little better, but this is, this is a complaint. It's such a minor complaint. So 
that le- so that is the end of act two surprisingly right like the the yeah, love so- interest gets shot so one year later he brings his wife back to this yep. place and reveals to her that he's the one that killed everybody and he killed the guy who she was having an affair with he's like by the way that person was mm-hmm. raul and i killed him because yeah you were sleeping with him what now- an amazing reveal and then her face and like People are legit crying in this. Yes, like, it's there's incredible. no cut. I don't. Yeah, there's no fake tears. It didn't seem like they but could do it. The irony, though, is not lost on us because you know his whole thing was I'm stepping out on my wife, but then I'm going to mm-hmm. be super pissed whenever she steps out on me. So that's yeah. basically his his motivation for the last act of this film. And he's so unhinged by this point. He's basically a serial killer. Like yeah. this whole that whole first event unlocked some weird deranged thing in his mind where he's like whenever he vomited it was his soul so he doesn't have it anymore right <laughs> seriously i know i believe it and he had planned on killing his wife to take her there to the exact same spot where he killed all those people because he never got caught the cops believed him completely when he told them the story and then it rained recently so all the bodies in the river riverbed below all got washed away so he dug a grave for her, which was a great reveal. I'm like, oh my god, he put so much thought into this. He actually has a grave ready for her. Yeah. And he had, he, I think he had lye or something to like dissolve her body once the the rainwater hit. And he had like a syringe. He was gonna like give her insulin or something that that she was allergic to that was gonna kill her. Yeah. Um, that only he would know about, right? Yeah. Uh, or maybe her doctor. And but like while he was with her, he was kind of like quizzing her on like you know, uh, I know about your infidelity, blah, blah, blah. And he like all this, all this like sanctimonious shit that you would maybe do if you weren't a cheating piece of shit, but he is. Um, and then she just says like, I'm so sorry. Like I cheated, blah, blah. And, and then she's like, he's like, Oh no, I think I forgive you. And he has that fantasy of strangling her to death. Oh, which was, that was so, wonderful. it was so intense. It was so good. And then it cuts away and it didn't happen, but there's no cut away. It's just the camera moving and it coming back. And you're like, and she's like, hey, Abby, are you all right? You kind of went away for a second. Like, oh, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. And I'm like, I've never seen that done before where there's like yeah. a flashback with no cut or or a, a fantasy sequence. Like, man, so good. And then he's like, all right, I forgive you. And then he kind of stumbles out the syringe. He's like, ah, shit. And he's like trying to put it away. And she's like, what is that syringe for? And then he tries to play it off. He's like, oh, well, you know, I was going to use this on you. And... um. <laughs> To kill you, but I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not. I, I would never do that. I'm. Yeah, I'm definitely not going to do that anymore. She gets angry, justifiably. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, says some choice words to him uh, about her being able to fuck whoever she wants, and that he's you know bad in bed and a piece of shit. And uh, some rock. We'll say rock play is. Uh, <laughs> there's some serious rock play that happens. One of the coolest scenes in the film when Abhay is beating his wife to death with the rock and the blood is shooting up mm-hmm. upwards. Uh, and I don't know how they did that so well, but man, that looked really good. Uh, the and he carries her fucking body. What's that? The actress was oh, yeah, involved yeah. with it for sure. Yeah. The one off camera. Yeah. Squirting the blood <laughs> and he carries her to a fucking grave, puts her in. And then he like is burying the grave while he's calling the cops. He's like stabs himself. He's crazy. And he falls in the grave. He's just, he's just losing his mind. He's out of he's out of his mind. Do, how, what do you think the ending of like means in this film? 
That is a loaded question. I have no idea. It is, it's a wonderful shot though. It's like him frantically trying to uh, bury this body. Just like you said, he's out of his mind. And he, at one point just like becomes so exhausted that he like, he's, he's out of breath. He's like hyperventilating and he Mm -hmm. just lays down on the ground. And he, the whole time he's, he's repeating this mantra of like, fuck anybody you want, huh? Fuck anybody you want, huh? Mm -hmm. And I'll show you like, he's, he's like, he's very vehement. Like you can tell that he is out of his mind. So I don't know. Like I have no idea where that would have ended up, but it just, as it, as, as he's doing that, um, it kind of fades to black and you have the, the title Lomad, but you can see the film through the title. Like instead of it being like a solid color, it's like just empty space in the blackness. And it's, it's so well done. Yeah. It was really cool. Okay. My question to you is, do you think he got caught? I mean, I don't think that matters really. I no. think it does. I, well, I, well, yeah, to, to, for narrative closure, I suppose. But I, I feel like ending it without knowing he mm-hmm. got caught mm-hmm. is. I, I mean, I would, I would assume that he did get caught because he was much sloppier this time. Mm-hmm. You, you, uh, you want to hear some crazy shit? I just thought of. Yeah, he's literally in his own grave that he dug. Yeah, he I know. dug his own grave and then fell into it. Yeah. I was thinking that's that fucking well. rad. <laughs> he hurt himself. He hurts his leg. He can't even walk out of that pit. The cops, he called the cops already. They're coming to get him. And he's, he said that, Oh, the cops kidnapped my wife. There, there were men or whatever, but they're going to find him and they're going to know exactly what's going on. If they do any investigating, he's literally on the dead body. So well, like he dug his own grave. Genius. You also have to consider, what exposure to cops that we already have. Yeah. Right? Like if yeah. there's one that's crooked, then how many others are willing to be crooked and things? I like mean, that? for all we know, they're all just going to fucking rape them. Well, as soon as they get there, like, <laughs> oh, all right, all right, guys, get your dicks out. Let's fuck this guy. <laughs> all right. On, and on, you know what? And on that note, wow. What a great way to end a podcast. What a great way to end a podcast. Guys, gals, I oh, no, that's where that's where the peeing becomes cyclical because the cops uh, do show up and they just pee on his grave. Oh, golden showers for April flowers. Wow, 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 wee, wee, woo. Uh, what a dream. What a treat. Um, so, yeah, this movie is fantastic. Another huge contender for like my favorite film of the year is fucking out of control. You can find us on Twitter at IndieFilmPod. You can find us on Instagram at IndieFilmReviewPod. You can email us at TheIndieFilmReview at gmail.com. Um, dates, dates, and links there, man. Check it <laughs> out. We also have a Patreon for um, regular subscribers, or if you're a filmmaker, there's a special tier for you if you want to submit a film, but you don't want to wait the six months that it normally takes to get to mm-hmm. it. Um, you can give us five dollars, and we will put it on a smaller list. That's which right. Of right now is very small, so you should check that list out. Necropoticon is a place where you can go to check out other really cool podcasts like ours. You're like, you think to yourself, hey, this podcast is pretty good, but I want to hear better ones that are more entertaining. Go to necropoticon.com. I think you'll find some. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thanks again for listening, guys. I really appreciate it. Um, Tell the people about the show. That really helps me mentally. Um... And that's the only real reason to do it, honestly, is to please me. And uh, thanks again. 
Dan, you have the final word. Next summer, I'm going to release my one-shot sepia tome film where it's just me walking through the woods and I every so often just look down at my feet. It'll be an and you pretend you have a girlfriend <laughs> or a wife. <laughs> Necropoticon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.